everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mature Audiences Mayhem. My name is Glenn King. It's my honor to bring you this podcast where we talk about the things that others either will not or cannot talk about, those topics that are intended for mature audiences only. Now, before I get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about a new sponsor we have that I'm really excited about. It's ropeflix.com. That's R O P E F L I X.com. So, if you're into fetish and bondage, you need to go check out this website. Check it out right now. It's got videos from Japan's top grandmasters and includes performances, instructional material, as well as classic rope scenes. Looking at the website, Awesome stuff on here. I see things that have fetish, face bondage, fetish nose play, fetish schoolgirl play, uh, world of rope. They've got uh, just all kinds of things involving fetish, uh, beautiful Japanese women uh, involved in rope bondage. Ropeflix.com is just like Netflix. That's why they have it like this. It's R-O-P-E-F-L-I-X.com, kind of like Netflix. It's kind of the Netflix of Japanese erotic rope bondage. So go check them out today. They've got some very cool pictures and samples that you can look at on the website. If you are into fetish, this is worth checking out right now. One more time, it's Ropeflix, R-O-P-E-F-L-I-X.com. Last week on episode one of season two of this podcast, I shocked the world by bringing on the greatest of all time, Chris Jericho, on the podcast. And I didn't really talk that much about how the show's changing, but uh, clearly we are, and we're branching out. We're, we're, we're going to be talking to people throughout the world of adult entertainment, but also throughout the world of entertainment about mature topics. So we're going to be bringing on... Uh, musicians, actors and actresses, athletes, and uh, and just about anybody that we can find that's interesting, along with, of course, your favorite adult entertainers. Today, I have for you somebody that I think is perfect for this show. Not only is she stunningly beautiful, uh, an incredible adult actress who has amazing talents, uh, but she has a deviant brain, and her scenes are incredibly psychological as well as physical. And she's a hybrid. She is both an adult performer and a musician who is in a band that's doing very well. She is the great Victoria Vox. Thank you. Wow. This production. You are amazing. That No, you are amazing. <laughs> I want to – normally I would start the show by asking about your, your adult film career and how you sure. got into it stuff, but – I want to talk music with you yeah. first here. You are the bass player in a band. I am. I'm the bass player in a couple bands. My my band right now um, that we've talked about is Queen's Riot. Um, we're an all-girl band, and we've just started doing original music. Um, uh, in the past, we've done a lot of, like, Runaways cover stuff, yeah. um, all being, you know, hot girls. <laughs> That's what we do, um, which was a blast, and I loved it. Uh, but we've moved on to doing some really cool, exciting original content. I'm stoked for the world to hear it. <laughs> Queen's Riot. Queen's okay. Riot, So yes. can they find you on YouTube? or You can find us on YouTube. All you have to do is uh, just type in Queen's Riot, and we have all kinds of videos that will pop up for you. Um, mostly, our, what we use most is um, Instagram, and it's just at Queen's Riot. That's all it is. And are you on vocals as well as bass? I am on vocals. In fact, that's one of the bigger changes in the band. Um, I now sing most lead, but we're also a little bit like Kiss in that we all play and we all sing. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I got, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
You also did a music video recently that I, I saw. Oh, that's so cool that you saw that. That is awesome. We did a music video with um, Ron Keel. Yeah. Um, who also um, is an amazing guitar player, and uh, most people know him from his days with Black Sabbath. Um, and he, he's fabulous. He's just the sweetest guy. He wrote this really cool song yeah. about um, the wives of the rock stars and how they're, they're girls like him, right? And so um, when he came to Vegas, he had my band be the girls mocking the guy rock stars, and that's what we did. Um, and it was so fun shooting a music video. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you by the end of that day, I knew that song so well. <laughs> I could play it in my sleep in the dark. <laughs> it's a good song actually. Yeah, it uh, when I first heard the video, I was like, this is kind of a Johnny Winter feel to totally. it. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of slide guitar in there, I think. Yes. And it was, no- it's a nice song. You guys, I mean, not only will you love the video, but... <laughs> You'll love the song. So that's the Ron yeah. Keel band. They yeah. can check that out. That's right. If, if you Google Victoria Vox band or Victoria Vox singing, you can find some stuff. There's one thing on there that I watched um, where you performed with Feral Vinka. Which, yeah, I did. I did so I love Feral Vinka. I've performed with Feral Vinka awesome. before, although my, my vocals are not um, of your caliber. Oh, so. But... Um, <laughs> But they're pretty awesome. They but the, are. there's a funny thing if you watch this video. I don't know if you've actually seen this thing. I don't know that I have. Yeah. I'm not sure I have seen. Somebody this. filmed you performing at the at a Feral Vinca party of uh-huh. some sort. I'm sure you've seen The Wonders with uh, yes. Tom Hanks. There's yep. a scene where the the drummer decides this song sucks as a ballad, so he wants to play it as up tempo. Yes. So he starts just banging on the drums at a much better tempo. Yeah. And the lead singer turns to him and he's going like, hey, down, down, slow down, slow down. That's what we do. And then he's like, shit, I'll just start singing it. Awesome. So they played um, uh, You Shook Me All Night Long. Okay. All right. That's right. It's amazing. And then you start dancing, and Drummer Boy, um, who I love that guy, <laughs> he's going about double speed for some reason. Oh, yeah. we That was the, um, what I like to call the speed metal version <laughs> of You Shook Me All Night Long. It's where you don't breathe the entire time you sing. <laughs> He's great. And fun. I could see it in your face because you're dancing on the intro, and then... You're like, oh crap! How am I even going to come in <laughs> when you're going that fast? Because yeah. you're like, she wants a fast machine. She's getting low. I know, I know. It was super. You know what? That is like drummer itis. It's every drummer I've ever worked with. You have to um, remind kind with kindness in your heart to not go at the race of your heart because yeah. you base time off your heartbeat. And when you're excited and you're ready to play on stage and you're a drummer and your job is to keep this tempo and your heart's going, you know, you speed it up for everybody else. And being a vocalist, that's tough. But I'll tell you, being a bass player, it's even worse because you are the communicative person between the drums and the singer and the guitar and everything else. And so when you're trying to sing and play bass all at the same time and you have a situation where you have a speed drummer as I call them. Yeah. Um, it's a, you have to like do like an extra fill or something to make people look at you so you can go slow down. You guys slow down. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's interesting that you picked up on that. That's funny. <laughs> I want people to watch it. 
um, the sound, I mean, it was just somebody probably recording on their phone or something like that. Sure. So the sound is awful just in yeah. terms of... Yeah, sound. Sound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you can, if you listen for a while, you pick up... It's, look, nobody can do ACDC vocals easily. But you can get a good sense of Victoria's vocals because it's so hard to do. And she's got kind of a, a Janis Joplin-esque voice. I do. Wow, what a compliment. Thank you so much. Sure, sure. So that was good. So bass player, is that what you want to be your whole life? Or do you do other instruments? Um, I love playing bass because I like to sing first and foremost. And for me, playing bass is like singing a harmony with myself. So I'm singing something, Baseline is always doing something different than everybody else. And a lot of people have argued that it's more difficult to play bass and sing than it is to play uh, guitar and sing. Right. And there, I can see why that's true, um, but for whatever reason in my head, the counterpart of doing something with my hands and then singing something else works. It's just easier. Um, and for that reason, I love playing bass. And the other reason is the timing control. I have control over the timing. And I'm a control freak when it comes to music that I love. And I know it so intimately that I like to be in control of what we're doing. Um, and so I would say, yeah, I would love to continue playing bass. Um, I have another project we haven't really talked about right now um, where... Uh, it's a band I'm not really supposed to say very much about it but I'll tell you, I'll give you the inside scoop Um, I'm playing bass in this band and it's all original music and it's fantastic I'm playing with some of the best musicians in Vegas and um, I gotta tell you this is going to be a giant step up for my career and I'm really excited to get that going that's exciting it's really, that has made me fall in love with playing bass um, and how much I can change the tone of a song, yeah. you know, just by playing. Like, for example, we have this song um, that I, I was just playing a riff, uh, just a little bass riff, like a something like that, right? Yeah. And my uh, guitar player comes in, and he's amazing. And he's like, that's great, but play it how Prince would play it. And you just change oh. it up a little yeah. bit. And it takes it from being like this heavy song to... Um, funky and and uh like boogie rock something like tina turner would do um and i'm fascinated by that kind of um that kind of alertness in music and uh so you know that being being with a band that can make you better is really really exciting so is this project going to involve a uh what do they call it these days? An album, or I mean, an album. A, yeah, okay. yeah. We'll do an EP probably, okay. um, and then we'll do. Uh, we have a few songs recorded. We'd have to figure out what we would like to put on an album, but it's all coming. It's all in good time. Um, keep your eyes peeled because it's I, everything's coming together so so fast. Um, I'm really excited about that. And you'll play concerts, no doubt, yes. then, because it's all here yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, we'll play Vegas. That band will play everywhere, though. That band will be all over Ooh. the place. That's a very, very exciting project. It's the best um, music I've made, I think, so far. So I'm really excited about it. So I want to ask Victoria about more about her music and about touring. But first, I need to tell you about our great sponsor, Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is the world's first chewable that gives you the same active ingredients as viagra and cialis it's fantastic stuff and let me explain it to you this way i am a 50 year old man who not only produces and directs adult entertainment videos 
but I sometimes appear in them, and I need to be confident. If anybody knows about the importance of erectile dysfunction pills, it is me, because I have money riding on it. If the male talent in my videos do not uh, or are not able to perform, it costs me money. So I recommend Blue Chew to everybody. It's just a simple, easy pill. It's chewable. So that means that it takes effect in about half the time of your normal pills that you take for erectile dysfunction. And it's easy to get. All you have to do is go to their website, bluechew.com, and you fill out a little box describing your problem. You just tell them, I have trouble getting erections or maintaining erections, or I have erectile dysfunction. A doctor reviews it and then writes you a prescription. So in other words, you don't have to go to the doctor's office and sit there waiting for your appointment, which was originally scheduled at 10, and now it's 10.45 or 11 or 11.30, and you're waiting to get in to see your doctor just so you can get some pills that you could have gotten on the internet in two minutes. So go to bluechew.com get that prescription, then it's shipped to you in a very discreet set of packaging. I just got my latest shipment. It's in a little uh, cardboard envelope, and then it's got little individual wrappers. Nobody's going to spot it and go, oh, looks like I know what you're getting. Very discreetly done, uh, and the pills work. It's the basic thing I want to tell you is that I use them personally, and they work. So I can't give them a higher recommendation than that. So you should try them for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Try the pills for yourself. And you can do so for free because you're a listener of this show. That's right. Use the promo code ADULT, A-D-U-L-T. You will get your first shipment of Blue Chew for free. All you got to do is pay the $5 shipping so they can get them to you. So there you go. I recommend Blue Chew. Give it a try. BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. You're the kind of person that will go on tour without hesitation, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. I, let's just get a big RV and we can all cram in there and have a great like year tour around the world. Let's do it. Like literally someone says to me, stay overnight. And I'm like, well, I don't know. My dog. <laughs> my toothbrush at the, home. Yeah. <laughs> you, on the other hand, somebody's like, just... Just drop what you're doing, and you'll be back in a month or maybe yeah. a year. Or maybe I won't be. Maybe you'll never be back. I, that is just kind of um, the philosophy I, I've adopted for myself. When you love something like music, you're willing to do and experience everything to give yourself that love. Because music is not something that somebody, you know, is like, hey, you want to do this? Here you go. You know, you have to work for it and get it for yourself. And that having... Um, that kind of passion driving you um, makes it really easy to say, yeah, man, I want to go on tour, uh, but I'm going on tour with this band first, and then I'll be back, and then we can go on this tour. And it makes it really easy to just pack up your life and say, whatever the gig is, I'm in for the ride. Uh, what bass players influenced you then growing up? Mm, Duff McKagan, big yeah. time. Uh, he has just ability to keep time and be so in the moment um, and keep things simplistic mm -hmm. is something I really, really admire. There's a bass player right now. Her name is Paz and she played with the Pixies and now um, she, oh no, no, she, she played with a band called A Perfect Circle um, and they're amazing. They sound very much like Tool. In fact, the singer is the lead singer from Tool. Um, but now she plays with the Pixies. 
and she is so good. Her bass riffs are so heavy. Um, she plays right at the end of the fret uh, of the neck on the lower frets, and it's just the what they call the money zone. And um, she she brings something really special to um, bass lines, and so I really I really admire her right now. But Duff McKagan, growing up, I always loved bands uh, like. Black Sabbath and like uh, Zeppelin and um, Soundgarden. The, there's something very similar for me in all three of those bass sounds. And um, if I could stylize myself after something like that, I would certainly choose to. Yeah. Duff McKagan, who calls into the Chris Jericho podcast every week these days with Sick. a joke. I don't know if you heard that, but <laughs> wow. people, if you, once again, if you haven't heard my interview with Chris Jericho, do check out. Uh, the other episodes of this podcast. Absolutely. Uh, the Chris Duarte story is interesting, if you're familiar with Chris Duarte. I'm not familiar with the story, no. He was a bass player who played sort of jazz, really. Sure. And then picked up six string and started playing guitar uh, uh-huh. on a Strat uh-huh. and just became Stevie Ray Vaughan for wow, a couple of wow, years. Wow. He was doing like just the most amazing pickup of where Stevie Ray Vaughan left off, uh-huh. got a little into drugs apparently, That's and his happens. career went on track for a while, <laughs> sure. but he's, he's been doing great since then, I think. But I always yeah. thought it was just interesting that he could play, I think he could play multiple instruments in the band, like sure. Prince, where yeah. you could, or Aldo Nova was always my favorite, <laughs> yeah. if you remember him, sure. who actually said, I'm not splitting the money with other band members <laughs> when I can just play every track myself. It's the truth, especially now where you can sit down and record everything for yourself. There are a lot of people who are like, screw you, man. I can make exactly what I want because I can do it all. Um, I'm not there yet, and I like to have the influence of other people in my music, um, but I can certainly see why that is something that's... Um, enticing to musicians it's hard to get everybody in the same room you know there's always somebody flaky but um it's always worth it um speaking of like influences and stuff there there's my favorite bass player right now is probably doug pinnick from king's x you specifically should check him out he's amazing yeah he sings and plays and he's just he's like the new world prince I don't know how they didn't get bigger than they are, but they are just a powerhouse band. So, yeah. So I don't forget. I, I wanted to remind you to check them. Well, you didn't them. mention Lita Ford and Joan Jett and uh, the other Runaways. You know what? I have an appreciation for the girls and what they went through and how young they were and their tenacity. I just They're tenacious personalities. I love that about them. Um, and for women, I think they're awesome role models. Yeah. Music, musically, for me, it's not my flavor. Mm. I like heavier, more um, complex songs. Right. Um, and they have a lot of, they have a really good formula that works for their songwriting. Right. And I, right. I like to skip formula and just do what I feel. You know, and I like lyrical songs. I like songs that have more lyrical content than a lot of the Runaways stuff does. Their their stuff makes you feel great. Yeah. Um, But I like stuff that also makes me feel sad or happy or in love or whatever. And headbanging music, I really like stuff like that. It's bubblegum stuff. It makes you want to sing along. They have good hooks and all of their music, but it's not going to start any philosophical discussions, most likely. Yeah. Over, uh, I saw him 
standing near the record machine. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Cherry it's Bomb not, is not exactly the most intellectual tune out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, greatest band of all time was either the mm. Rolling Stones or the Beatles. Do you want to weigh in on this? I think we might have mm. this as an ongoing debate on this that, show. Ooh, that is a tough one. If I had to pick between those two, I'm going Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. a thousand percent. The Beatles' um, influence, obviously, is number one, uh, but Rolling Stones, as far as great bands go, I have never shut off a Rolling Stones tune, ever. I'll, I'm in the mood to listen to the Stones every day, all day long. So, I'm going to disagree with you. That's okay. People <laughs> disagree. Here's my, my one thing I say that I think wins the argument. Yeah, let's hear it. You familiar with She's a Woman? Yes. That song is not mentioned in the Beatles' top 100 or top 50. Yeah. And if a song that would be any other band <laughs> in America's, like, number one hit greatest song ever can't sure. even crack the top 100 yeah. Yeah. of the Beatles, yeah. I think that says something about the band. Now, I personally feel like anyway that that's the lost Beatles song. Is uh-huh. that, this is going to be something I debate with people all season long on this show. Cause it's right. cause I drove from back from LA last week and I listened to the Beatles channel all the awesome. way and she's a woman came on and I'm yeah. like, I'm fascinated that this song is never mentioned, but it has every element of greatness of a song and yeah. the crowds go nuts when they would play it. Absolutely. And it hit number three on the charts or four or something. Yeah. It didn't make it number one, but Right. Close enough, yeah. and yet it never gets mentioned as, as for one of the great Beatles songs. Yeah. So I started researching. What? It, okay. What's the story on this song here? And there is no story. It just <laughs> didn't. It doesn't crack the top wow. fifty because the Beatles have fifty other songs that you can easily it. argue. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the Stones certainly have a lot of great music. Sure. I don't know that the in terms of quality and quantity. Okay. You can. There's the argument, yeah. and I hear you there. I think if we're talking about quality, you do go Beatles. I think for me, being biased as a front person, I go Stones, uh, because Mick Jagger, while you can see his um, influences, he's so original, yeah. and he just makes you want to move like him. Yeah. He makes you want to feel music the way he feels it. Keith is incredible. You know, you just, uh, man, when they come on, it just puts me... In the mud, at a concert, in the rain, just holding on for dear life with whoever's around me. You know, I love that feeling. And the Beatles, I will say this, the Beatles make you want to shut up and listen and hear every little thing. They're not right. the band that you put on to go crazy to anymore. They And they were, so it's cool that they've gotten to be on every side of being rock legends, you know. Um, and now they have this thing that they make people feel uh, sentimental and emotional and and they take you back to time, back through time. And right. uh, I think that makes any band really great. Showmanship, I grant you. Yeah. There you go, though. Rolling Stones went out on showmanship. Well, we're going to ask her about her adult film career. Yes. I'm very excited to ask her about, of which I'm a big fan. But first, I need to tell you about our sponsor, Sext Panther. Are you on Sex Panther? Ooh, you know what? I just joined Sex Panther. Oh, I'm just loading up everything I need to. So I'm very excited to see what kind of naughty conversations I can have. So for 20 minutes, you've been listening to Victoria. You have been falling in love with Victoria. You've been thinking to yourself, I would like to get to know her. She's, she's <laughs> so interesting. 
And then you're thinking to yourself, maybe if I contacted her on Twitter, whatever, or if I stalked her, maybe if I hung around <laughs> outside bars. But there's a better way. You there's can text Victoria Vox anytime you want. Sure can. Through Sext Panther. You can talk to her about music mm-hmm. and you can talk to her about sex. You can talk yes. you can send her those dick pictures uh, that please. she will not accept on Twitter. <laughs> That's right. But she will through Sext Panther. I would so love that. That's at sextpanther.com. She's going to be Sex Panther. You can just go to sexpanther.com and search for Victoria Vox, or you can go to sexpanther.com slash victoria-vox with three X's. But either way, this is your way of building an intimate relationship with Victoria or many of the other adult film stars that you have heard on this show. People like Christy Canyon and Ginger Lynn, Christina Rose, Kimberly Chi, Courtney Taylor, pretty much everyone that's ever been on this show is on Sex Panther, and it's your chance to really get a good relationship. Also, if you are one of the many performers who listens to our show, which quite a few of you out there, and you're not on Sex Panther yet, shame on you. What are you waiting <laughs> that's for? Right. It's so fun. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Do it. Get on Sex Panther, because here's the thing. We have a little bit of a problem in our industry in that social media has made these performers so available mm-hmm. that as a performer, you need to be able to separate the fans who support you from the fans who just want to yeah. enjoy you for free. Right. <laughs> Sex Panther is how you can do that and because it, it does allow you to set rates and you yeah. can do phone calls and you can do sexting, you can do videos, mm-hmm. you have all kinds of different ways on there. They don't get your real phone number. Um, they, there's a way that they get a Sex protected. Panther phone number that yeah. gets to you, so your privacy is protected. Yep. And yet, it, it just gives you the ability to build these relationships with your fans. And really, yeah. that's what it's all about as a performer. Yeah. It's not about getting a million fans. It's about getting a, 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 some high-quality, great fans. Yeah, and it, it does allow you to build a relationship, all kinds of different relationships with your fans. And we want that. It's just difficult to have all the time for it. And when you have something like Sex Panther that allows you to set rates, you get to spend your time getting to know your fans, which is what I think most of us want anyway. We'd love to know our fans. There you go. So check it out. Whether you're a fan or you're a performer, you need to know about sexpanther.com, S-E-X-T-P-A-N-T-H-E-R.com. All right, let's get into Victoria's adult film career. Of course, we're an R-rated show, so we're not going to go into the real details of physical penetration like some of you would like to to (laughs) know, but that's what Sex Panther (laughs) is for, or Google her, just go watch some of her stuff. Yes, yes. All right, how did you end up in the industry? That's such a fun story for me. I moved um, out to Vegas to start dancing after college, and um, I will say I hated it. I hated dancing. I hate having to try to convince a dude to spend time with me. I do not like doing that. I'd much rather go where I don't have to convince anybody, (laughs) and they want to spend time with me. So it was really hard, and I I started dancing so that I would have the day and and days off in my control to do music. Um, And uh, I I was able to start doing that, and I met um, a guitar player in my band, Queen's Riot, who was like, why don't you just try porn have you ever even thought about it uh what do you think blah 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 and I was like well a I don't know if I'm a girl that would be able to do it I don't really know I've never had sex on camera before (laughs) you know it's not something that I had any experience in and so she helped set me up with an agent and show me who to call and um who to know and all the little things that nobody else thinks about when they think about porn 
Um, and I, I ended up talking to my agents over at Next Level, who are absolutely amazing. Um, um, and we met a few times, and before I knew it, I was in a gangbang. So, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah. So you're working in a strip club. Yeah. Did that prepare you for porn in many ways, in that people were coming in and telling you their fantasies? You know, I will tell you what it prepared me for. It prepared me to never be surprised by what people um, need to get off. Yeah. And, uh, or, or judgmental, especially as long as it's not doing anybody any harm. Um, I, I really love to learn about what gets people off. I've learned that that's like my fetish, getting to listen and see what gets people off. I love that. Yeah. And porn lets you figure that out because you work with so many different people um, and they become not just people. They become your friends and the people that you work very closely with, you know. So it's fun to look at somebody and say, Do, is he somebody that likes smells? What kind of smells? Should I wear hairspray? Should I not? Should I, you know, it's for me that kind of mental game as you were talking about before. I love, I love that aspect of porn. I love it. I wish more porn performers would think that way, which isn't to say that they're bad in any way, right. but it's just everyone has, like I talked about this with Chris Jericho at the mm -hmm. end of the show last time, so I was trying to get him to talk about some adult <laughs> topics, but I think everyone has a button that can yeah. be pushed. Sure. I am that smell guy. I said yeah. that on the show last week, but there are people who are ass guys and yeah. people who are cuckolds and yeah. people, everybody has a mental button. They do. And yeah, I, I love the mental button. For me, pressing other people's is better than getting mine pressed. That, that is how you press my mental button, is playing with everybody else's. Because um, I've found myself really loving situations where I'm doming, and I've found myself really loving situations where I'm subbing, and trying to figure out why that is, is interesting. I've never seen myself as somebody who likes to be told what to do unless it has to do with sex. Yeah. Um, and then you take somebody like that and, and tell them that they're now doming. It's interesting how easy it comes out of you. There's a part of that in all of us and I get to explore it for a living. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I would say uh, the people in porn are probably more mentally advanced when it comes to um, almost behavior, uh, predicting from people. We're really good at reading people's behavior and knowing what they want yeah. or um, trying to figure out what kind of affection that person wants or needs from you. Yeah, and that's what porn needs to become now as we, yeah. some companies are doing it really well, mm -hmm. but as we get into this era where porn is perceived as being free by the consumer, yeah. Yeah. you have to give them a reason to pay. Yeah. And to do that, you, you get in their heads and mm -hmm. you find those buttons. So were there guys in the club, though, that were your regulars that would come in and be like, yeah, that's my cuckold dude, or that's <laughs> my ball-kicking dude, or... You know what? There, I will say that I met more men in the club that wanted to talk to me about fantasies having to do with other men than women. And, yeah. and those kinds of men are really exciting. I think... I think I would say 75% of the men that I danced for or had as a regular or whatever would come in with a guy that was their cockle guy or with all their work buddies who sit and watch them get dances or um, come in with their guy that they're sleeping with that maybe <laughs> nobody else knows they're sleeping with, you know, yeah. and they just want somebody to be um, uh, able to hear about what they're doing. 
you know, people want to be able to talk about their dirty experiences and relive their perversions in a safe place. And I think that is a mass appeal in strip clubs. I have a theory on that one. So I grew up in Texas where, this is, I'm old. Mm -hmm. So back in the (laughs) 80s, being gay was a was a bad thing in sure. Texas. It, oh, yeah, it, you would have been ashamed of yourself to be gay. Right. So if you grew up in Texas, which I'm not gay, I, I don't want to um, make people lead people in the wrong direction here. But what I'm saying is that a lot of people have that in the back of their heads mm-hmm. that they have these gay feelings. They're ashamed of themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't want to come out to themselves. Right. And what they want is validation. Sure. So by going to somebody like you, yes, who says who doesn't judge and is like, "Ooh, that's hot." Yeah, tell me more. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Validation is something I think everybody. I think it's a human thing to crave, and I think we all want it on some level. Um, I'm somebody that desperately <laughs> craves validation, and I love getting it. Um, and in strip clubs, um, yeah, there are lots of men who feel that they need validation, whether it has to do uh, with their security and their sexual orientation or their job or what they're earning or who they're showing off. It is a place where um, a lot of people go for validation. I, I really agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah, and I, I was just talking to uh, Aiden Starr uh, a couple days ago <laughs> about sub-shaming. Yes. And I think that, like, it's just the it's exact same thing. Guys with these feelings of wanting to be submissive or being controlled mm-hmm. are ashamed of it because in society that's perceived as weakness. Oh, yeah. And then, then they get, find somebody like you or Aiden <laughs> or whoever who says, yeah, that's hot. Oh, yeah. And they can suddenly feel good about their, their sexuality again. Yeah, they deserve to. Um, I... You know, we all grew up with parents or an adult that wanted to discipline you or tried to discipline you, whether it's a teacher, parent, coach, somebody like that. Um, And to have somebody paying that kind of attention to you in a sexual situation is a huge turn on. Um, I think there are lots of men who want to be overpowered by a dominant, powerful, confident woman. Yeah. Um, and Aiden Starr is definitely that. Oh, yes. Um, I, I, she's the first female dom I've ever had, and she was incredible. Um, and one thing that I'll say from a sub's perspective is when the person is doming you, you don't necessarily see female or man. You see somebody who is very much paying attention to everything that you do. Um, and playing as if it's for their gratification, but it's all about you as the sub. And, <laughs> yeah, it's true. And um, uh, being the, being the sub in that situation, I can imagine as a man making having a woman make you feel that way has to be so incredibly satisfying. You know, that's like better than having a girl on top of you riding you in a way that you've never been ridden. It's it's very similar to something like that. I think. Um, and it's not so, um, oh, I don't even know what the term would be. It's not so taboo. It's not taboo. Yeah. Yeah. A, a guy, a lot of guys in our audience might be imagining to themselves, oh, being a sub, I get it. That's where the girl shoves my head in the toilet and then tortures right. me and then nails my <laughs> groin to a board and makes me, but it's really not necessarily those things. They're no. just different types 
of dominance and submission in it. Absolutely. And I think uh, Shades of Grey yeah. sort of explore that world from the from the male dom side. Sure. But it's, it's all the same, male dom, female dom. Yeah. It's just a, a way to get inside your own head and explore your own fantasies. Yes. And I think in a lot of cases, guys, first off, I think 80% of you guys out there would love to have a sexually aggressive woman throw you down on the bed and use you for their pleasure. <laughs> sure. Because I know this because like, the most famous adult stars of all time, the most popular ones, have actually been the most aggressive ones. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's that. Well, we're going to get into Victoria's best days on set and more <laughs> about her film career right after we talk about our other sponsors. So let's talk about SavageSinClothing.com. SavageSinClothing.com is one of my favorite websites in the world. I love the clothing at SavageSinClothing.com. Why? Because I have difficulty picking out cool clothing. It's just not something I'm good at. It's not something I like to do. It's great to have a website where you can go to where you can find contemporary t-shirts to wear that you can wear anywhere and not have people look at you and go, man, that guy is out of touch. These fashions are cool you got stuff like uh here's a shirt with a skull on it Ooh, i like the one this looks brand new it's a shirt that's got a red fiery x on it just x as in i'm x-rated here's one that says fuck society a lot of you are anti-society these days here's one that says censored i think we've all been censored never surrender my personal favorite uh, never Stop the Hustle. A lot of cool shirts for you to wear. They've got products for both men and women. They've got t-shirts. They've got tank tops. They've got uh, bikini bottoms. They've got all kinds of stuff with cool logos and designs on them. So go check it out. Go to the website. Browse around. There's something for everybody. And it's all high-quality material as well. They're not giving you that cheap stuff that you get that shrinks up in the washing machine. It's, it's shipped from the United States here. This is all top-of-the-line stuff. Uh, so go use our promo code. Now, this is great. Some of you have been using the promo code. Some of you have told me you plan to do it. Now's the time. Don't, don't miss out on the opportunity to get 40% off because I don't know if he's going to keep that deal going forever here. Uh, the promo code is KINGSIN, K-I-N-G-S-I-N. That's going to get you 40% off your order. How have you people not been, the ones that haven't ordered yet, how are you resisting 40% off plus free shipping? So go do it. Go to SavageSinClothing.com today. Again, that's SavageSinClothing.com. Okay, so we're back with Victoria Vox for our last segment of the show yes. here. So let's just get into your history a little bit more. Cool. You met up with, with Next Level, and mm -hmm. they're the ones that sent you to your first sets. That's right. So you didn't do a gangbang as your first scene. Um, I didn't. I did it as my second. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, you know what? Actually, my very first scene was um, for Glory Hole. Uh, secrets and I did a 12 guy glory hole what? 12 or 13 cum shots I think that day um, and it was awesome I didn't see any of the dudes it's just the cock coming through the wall for anybody who doesn't understand glory holes um, and you just you get all the guys off as quickly as you can and it's really fun and you just find yourself competing with yourself to get all these guys off um, it was my first scene. It was awesome. Uh, it's really interesting to see how every cock is really different, you know? 
for those people out there that wonder that, yes, every cock is different. They all, you can give all kinds of blowjobs in the 12 cocks in front of your face. It's fabulous. Um, but after that, I did a gangbang where I, I think it was a five guy gangbang. I think that's the number for me that qualifies a gangbang is five guys and a girl. <laughs> Um, and it was awesome. Oh my God. I got used like a rag doll and it is such a great feeling to get thrown around by a bunch of guys. I have to tell you, <laughs> I'm very, very happy for that experience. Yeah. We're sitting here in my makeup room. We're about to shoot a scene with Victoria <laughs> and both my makeup artist, Ellie, the makeup artist is one of the most talented in the business and myself had the same look on our faces for a second there. Very unusual in your first scene to get sent out to multiple person scenes. We wouldn't recommend that for most performers. It's true. But I'm yeah. guessing that you told your agent this is what I wanted or something. Oh, like absolutely. That. that my agency is awesome. They wanted to hear everything that I had done previously to porn just to gauge my sexual experience because that is something that's very important to understand with somebody new coming into the business. Um, and I will say proudly that I am a giant slut. I love game things. <laughs> and I love situations. Everything I've done in porn, I've done in real life at some point. With the exception of fisting um, myself, I had that done in porn for the first time. So that's pretty great. But... Um, let yeah. me stop you right there. Okay. <laughs> you did a gangbang in your real life before porn? Absolutely. How did that happen? Um, I like the arcades in theaters and adult stores. <laughs> I love them. I had a okay. boyfriend yeah. who um, took me to one for the first time and just used me like candy. Like, here she is. Ding, ding, ding. Come get wow. her. And um, at, that relationship didn't last long, but the sex in that relationship was awesome because it was always filthy. It was always a lot of people. Um, circus sex. It was just, you know, a, a relationship with a lot of circus sex. And so we would go to the arcades in adult stores and start fucking and pick out a few people that we thought were awesome and clean. And uh, I just get gang banged by like, I don't know, like, I think the most uh, is probably like 12 or 13 oh dudes. My God. Was he collecting five bucks from each guy or Dude, something? Dude, he should and... have been next time. Uh, you know what? That's the other thing about this job. I could do this job, no problem, if it were just, you know, if it were the equivalent of working at a grocery store, I would still do it because I love it so much. I, I have sex in real life like I do on camera and I'm just <laughs> I, I like I said I'm a giant slut so everything you've seen me do I've done for real and it's very much as primal as my scenes are and were you mentally turned on in a certain way by that or physically turned on or both in other words were you feeling like I'm degraded. I'm doing these 12 guys and I'm a whore and somebody should write things all over my body while yes. they're doing Yes. Yeah, I did. I did feel that way and I love it. Um, feeling like you are a toy being used in the middle of sex with lots of people is awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. Um, you know, I grew up with a very, very Catholic mother who never let me even think about nudity, right? Or you go to hell or something. I don't and, know. and where was this? Um, in Missouri, ah, in Missouri, okay. yeah. yeah. And um, I actually moved a lot growing up, but most of it was in Missouri. And um, to go from being so afraid of your own sexuality and shameful about it to loving getting face fucked by everybody around you and loving everybody seeing you like that—that uh, that is the most empowering uh, transition I think I've ever 
encountered, and it's totally thanks to porn. Um, I will say in my private life, doing all these things, I did feel bad after. Like, God, why, why do I do this? Why do I need this? What is it about me? Um, porn has taught me that not only is it okay and normal, and there are many people that want the same things um, or can relate to what I want, but it's really empowering to let yourself be an, a human animal and let yourself be what you were um, created to be in an environment that's safe and free and you get to just take yourself there and everybody around you is expecting you to be a primal feasting, you know, come whore. <laughs> and that's what I am. <laughs> it's so, validated you then in the same validated. way that you yeah. validated and made people's lives better when you were working at the strip club. Yeah. Porn has validated you and Absolutely. made you feel better about who you really are. Exactly. It's made me accept myself for who I am and not be afraid of people not accepting me. It's made me realize that not everyone's going to like you. It doesn't matter if you believe the same things they believe or not. And it's okay. Right. Um, and you don't need those people around you all the time. And you don't need to worry about validation from them um, because the people that are like you will give you the validation that you are craving um, and respect you and you know want to see you thrive in the environment of being overwhelmed they want to see that and when I'm doming that's what I love I love to see the person just completely glazed over going into subspace um, just experiencing something so vulnerably in front of me I think that is so intimate um, and I love that as a dom yeah, Aiden and I had a name for that the other day, but now I can't remember what it is. It's like, <laughs> God, or I don't know. I don't have to <laughs> yeah, ask, ask Aiden what we yeah. came up with for that. It's like Gynarchy Dom or something. Uh -huh. but, <laughs> something creative. Something creative. So let's wrap it up by asking you this then. So one of the things we talk about in the show from week to week is mm -hmm. that sex work is real work. It's a valid mm -hmm. occupation for so many people. Yeah. So there are so many girls like you uh -huh. out in Missouri and around the country sure. who feel ashamed because they feel like this about themselves, that this is the – they're nymphomaniacs yeah. and they're in their heads. And, and yet people are telling them you need to stop thinking about those things so that you can become a good secretary or you can become a good uh, McDonald's server or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there, but there's an occupation out there for right. those kind of people. So Absolutely. how do they, how, how should they approach this? Um, just like any other occupation, you, if you find yourself um, loving anything having to do with sex and you're thinking about working in the sex industry, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, am I reliable? Am I reliable? Can I be on time? Um, and do I respect other people's time? Those things right there make or break you as a performer. And I think as a professional in general, you have to be on time and you have to respect other people's time. Um, and it has to be something that you want to do um, for fun. If it's for money or for to try and leap from porn to something else or you're trying to hold on to some sort of fame, it is not <laughs> the right world for you. You really should love sex if you're going to go into porn. And um, just just know that it isn't the easiest job in the world. You, you are in charge of your career, and that is a big responsibility that is very appealing to people, and um, it's abused by a lot of people, too. A lot of people find themselves just sitting on their couch because they're in charge of their own schedule and they don't want to work today. 
Um, so yeah. if, if you can be responsible enough to be on time, to be clean, to remember to get tested in time, to remember when your bookings are and um, paying your agents or, you know, all, everything. There's a lot that goes into it. You have to be camera ready 24 seven. Um, and, and you have to be able to work with anyone. You know, I don't show up to set and say, I don't like his mustache. I don't want to do the scene. That's not how it works. You, luckily for me, I can pervert anything. I can, I've never been in a situation where I cannot be attracted to the person I'm working with. Luck, I just have the dirtiest mind, I guess. I don't know. Um, but I would say to consider everything outside of sex. And if you still want to do porn, do it. You'll love it. Yeah. I get these guys emailing me constantly with, uh, well, I want to be in your videos, but uh, here are my list. I want, I'm only willing to work with certain types, and then <laughs> I, I want to wear a mask. And, and it's like, guys, one thing you need to understand yeah. is that if you want to get in the industry, and I'm not even telling you, I don't even know how you do it, but if you're a guy that wants to get in the industry, but what she just said is a great point. You don't get to choose who you work with. Yeah. So if you're not going to be able to get an erection working with all types, then you're not going to be male talents yeah. in this industry. So there you go. What's uh, Where can people find you? They all want to see more of you. Yes. Give us the full list. Um, you know what, guys? The best place to find me is my Twitter, and it's at Victoria Vox with three X's. Um, and Twitter does this fun thing where uh, it doesn't always show the porn star's uh, Twitter when you type in our name. So type in our name, search it, and we will come up in there. But you might have to um, – my, my picture probably won't just pop up. Um, as well as other stars, too. They try to <laughs> shadow ban us sometimes. But that's the best place to find me, at Victoria Vox on my Twitter. Um, I'm very good at responding to your DMs and stuff. So ask away. I'll get to it eventually. And I cannot wait to get to know you guys. Um, also, don't forget about my Sex Panther. Yo, I would love to talk to you guys on Sex Panther about anything. Anything and all things. Um, and I'm really excited to get that up and going, so... And there you go. And don't forget to follow her band, Queen's Riot, on Instagram. Because right. if you look at her Twitter, she sort of keeps them separate a little bit. I so. do keep them a little bit separate for the sake of my name. Because in my Queen's Riot band, and in most music, I tend to go by my real name. And I don't have a problem with that at all. But they are different personas. So um, I keep them separate. But all I can't, any fan, fans of music, fans of Victoria, I'd love to meet and talk to all of them. There's no better enjoyment of a band than getting in on the ground floor yeah. before they get big. You feel like you're part of the movement. So that's this is the time to get in on Queen's Ride as they start to develop their own their own music, their own original content. So there you go, everybody. If you're one of the 60,000 listeners we have or so, or probably a lot more after last week, uh, then we thank you very much for listening. But if you're one of the people who came on just specifically for Victoria, we want you to join the ride here. Join the train and hit that subscribe button, whether it's on uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else that you get podcasts. Please download the podcast. Give us the five-star review. Those are very important to supporting the show. We thank you very much for listening to another episode of Mature Audiences Mayhem. Yay! Thank you.